back to another entry into our convo series today joining me is nick petty from the happies i'm very happy to uh, speak to him today thank you man stoked to be here first of all you know congrats on the new album you know you guys just released it i'm sure that's got to be you know a good feeling to have it funny out there in the wild yeah yeah no it's great it uh it took a long time because uh you know, COVID and stuff yeah. like that. And we were recording and just had to be kind of careful with, uh, while recording during it, it was like the peak of it. It took, it took like, uh, I think it's the longest time we four years or so. Yeah. It was a rough, it was a rough time for, you know, especially a lot of musicians specifically because yeah. you guys, you know, got a tour and do everything else for recording. Yeah. It, was, it was very difficult for a lot of people, but yeah, so it's, it's a big relief. And, uh, it it was like a heavy time and a lot of bad times, a lot of good times, you know? Yeah. One of those periods where uh, things were really heavy, then really accelerating and stuff. So it was cool. Oh, here we are. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about the album for sure. But also I want to give people like our listeners and the viewers, everything kind of a little backstory into you guys. So yeah. for you personally, like how did you get your start in, in music? Um, well, I always wrote music. I wasn't really like a performer and stuff like that. I always, uh, um, I'd hear like a hodgepodge of music, you know, the, like the nineties where I grew up in the early nineties. And, uh, I would hear like four songs and my head would start kind of like churning out like a hodgepodge. And, uh, around like 2009 or 10, I went through kind of a bad drug period and stuff and, uh, got caught up. And, um, just, just the lifestyle, I got caught up in the whole opiate thing, uh, the big opiate epidemic and stuff back in like 2009. And when I got in trouble and went through like all the stuff that comes with that to kind of get out of it, I kind of, um, lost a lot of fears and stuff and things forming and stuff and be kind of more drone or more, uh, kind of driven to, um, perform and stuff in front of people. Cause like I had gone through jails and really, you know, detox centers and just crazy stuff that I didn't even think that I could get through. And, um, so after going through all that crap, I was like, you know, if I can get through all that stuff and overcome that, you know, I could push myself to play live. So I think around like 2011 or so, I started playing live and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I didn't, when I was younger, I would not see my, I, I always thought I, I could perform or like ironically kind of like make people laugh or some shit like that. But like singing in front of people, I had kind of a preconception about it, but I kind of got over it. Um, like I, when I got out of the whole, uh, drug situation. Okay. So, music so, kinda, was, so would you say music kind of saved you a little bit? Oh, Definitely. It was like, uh, it's kind of how people use like yoga. They like transcend somewhere else. I kind of feel like there's like the side of myself that's kind of like boring and pretty kind of sedated and normal and shit. And then I got like the side that is like flamboyant and crazy and shit yeah. on stage. You know what I mean? Like, I guess yeah. like an alter ego with a lack of better words. It's kind of like an outlet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, how'd you guys form as a band? And then, like, where's the name The Happies? Like, what does that allude to? Where did that come from? I remember I just, like, I was, like, had this big list. Um, 
I, I write all the songs and stuff, but I've had like some primary members in the band for a long time. Like Brett Brazil, the bassist has been in the band a long time, like six or seven years. And uh, Alex Sanchez, our guitarist uh, was in like the same circle and um, in other bands we'd play with. And then uh, the drummer worked in my basses. So um, just growing up in the Bay Area and stuff, just all the open mic scenes and crap like that, or little shows above an open mic, mm-hmm. kind of just like you play and you kind of uh, law of attraction type thing. Like, you know, specific people flock to, they're like, oh, that type of music's cool. Oh, that That isn't us. And, you know, people take, mm-hmm. kind of like school, people take like, what branch they connect in or identify with more, yeah. I guess, and kind of jump into it. But when I started and a lot of people were in the band and um, they just didn't pan out. And a lot of them or pretty much every single one actually are still like really good friends. But uh, this lineup we have now is just like kind of more people serious and doing it for a living and stuff like that, yeah. rather than like kind of, um, you know, people, uh, halfway in or whatever. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that. That's just kind of what spoke from like what I kind of with what I want to do with and 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 what the band wants to do. Okay. And uh, you know the name Pappies. You know, yeah. How'd you, how'd you go into that one? Well, I had like a big list. Um, this was at like a halfway house type thing. I had like a huge list of names. Like it's a lot of weird ones. Like I remember. Uh, the, the name was like Nick Petty and water, which is pretty funny. Like <laughs> yeah. looking back and then there was like the cans and all these like just weird names. And these kind of resonated like, uh, in the Bay area, you have like the hyphy movement and hyphy to some people kind of means like hyperactive and shit. And, you know, like in a weird way, like kind of like with this album, it's like ADHD, which is something I had a lot growing up and, my friends at the time, one of them were ADHD kids. It was kind of like tied into that. And then like, it served as a good, uh, name for like, um, kind of, uh, in a nihilistic kind of type way where it's like the world isn't that happy and there's shit like going wrong with it. You got like shootings and drug overdoses. You have every type of thing you can imagine under the sun that kind of sucks or whatever. So it kind of encapsulated a little slice of that too, you know, like, uh, yeah. that's why like we have like either like a smiley face and there's like a tear and it's smiling where it's like, it's almost there, but it's not like quite yeah. there. Like sometimes the habits and it's like, it's just like a little touch on that too. Yeah. I was going to say, I mentioned kind of like that juxtaposition. Cause even some of the yeah. your like song lyrics, you're not necessarily talking about the happiest thing, but they're yeah. just like, you know, you got that. So I, I like what that. a fantastic word too. Like that, that's kind of like the type of word I was looking for, like juxtaposition. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Awesome. So um, for people that like don't know you guys, like how would you describe your music to, to like a new listener or something? Me and the band always talk about this a lot. Like I just alternative indie rock and then it's got like surf influence and hip hop influence, you know, growing up in the Bay area, like I really liked like Tupac and I liked, um, who else? Like, uh, you know, we played once or twice, like tell the funky almost sapien and people from hieroglyphics. So there's a touch of that. There's a touch of like sublime type culture and uh, even like mainstream, like Bob Marley and beach boys and shit like that. So there's like a mix of that and our guitarist, uh, 
as of late, like he uses a lot of like surf tone and stuff like that. So it's got a healthy, mm-hmm. like dose of surf in it. And, uh, fuck, you know, like even, even like small slices of like classical music and shit, like find their way in. And, but mainly I just call it like be under the umbrella probably of like something like a band like Weezerish or something like that or mm-hmm. something kind of. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that also brought me to the one thing I was going to say, like I've spent, you know, some time in the Bay area too. And it's like, yeah, it's a very unique place, especially like musically. And I feel like everybody kind of just listens to everything and kind of all gets like mixed yeah. around and stuff. So I definitely noticed that. And like, how would you, how would you say that that's influenced, you know, your music uh, making like songwriting and stuff like that? Well, in the Bay area, that's a great question. Like the Bay area, I find it has like a big health food dose of like psychedelic music. Oh yeah. And then you, the MCs, you have um, bands like, like even the residual energy, you have like bands that were like Sly Stone and Steve Miller and um, Metallica and crap like that. So it's like, um, it's tough. I don't even know. Like, um, I don't know if I grew up somewhere else. I'm sure I'd have like a slightly different taste, but a lot of the music I listened to was just from like a lot of like mixtapes and shit like that. More than just the Bay Area was more of like the time I grew up in. I think you had like people burning tapes or, you know, like, so you'd have like country, rap, rock, hip hop. You'd have like every single slice of shit and um, grunge. uh, And um, I think to get back to the Bay Area, I think like there's a touch of psychic, a little bit of psychedelic and a little bit of like blues and stuff from it. And from the shows available, like I said, like I go to uh, little rap battles or whatever, like they'd have this thing in Fillmore street where they'd have a live band and you go on. And I was really into hip hop because of lyrics. I thought like lyrics, you could kind of reach out to people's soul and shit. If you have cool lyrics, you can kind of tap in with people. So I got a little slice of that, um, psychedelic kind of like the stoner culture, a little bit out of that. Um, kind of laid back community vibe, um, reggae and stuff like revolution. And for a while was out at SF and bands like that. So we go to like reggae on the river and stuff like that yeah. in Humboldt County or like there was this thing called harmony fest, which did have like skateboarders and a lot of reggae music. Um, yeah, just like, uh, it's weird. I really tied in though a lot with sublime and Nirvana as a kid. And I don't really know why. I don't know if that's like that, that like dysfunctional youth type thing. But when I was real young, I, I didn't really catch on. But around like 15 or 14, I was like, the, it had a really powerful um, message of me, that music. I, I just related with like the angst or something of it or yeah. street culture mixed with suburbs culture kind of, it resonated with me a lot. But um, yeah, you know, they're all the way... F- I guess like if you had like you got Seattle and then you have Long Beach and in between is kind of North yeah, so like so Yeah, it's definitely like a mix <laughs> yeah. of everything. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it's weird. As I said, Bear is like a very unique place and sound. Like that always yeah. comes out of there. Always. Yeah. Are you, you from have... um where are you from actually? Uh I mean I am based in like Arizona, but I oh, I, I went We're to school out there. like out near towards uh, Reno and stuff. Oh nice. Yeah, we just do we 
Reno the other night and then uh, we're playing Arizona. But uh, we, our family is close to moving to Arizona for a minute. And, uh, but I always uh, thought Arizona had a good, they have a, they, they have a scene that's doing pretty good too. I, I think like people kind of say, oh, I wish I was born like, you know, as like a teenager in the nineties and all that. But I really do think that like people are in for a surprise in music, or even if they don't realize it, looking back, they'll be like, oh, I mean, music. Oh, yeah. I, I really think so. Yeah. The scene's definitely growing uh, more out here too. So. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. No, vibrancy out there for sure. So I want to say like, first of all, again, congrats on ADHD. Uh, Thank you. Finally coming out. Kind of what is, I want to talk about kind of what the story behind, you know, like a couple of yeah. things notice like, you know, album title and then album cover. Cause obviously that's, that's also a very yeah. interesting thing for you. Um, uh, well, ADHD, like, so I wrote, um, one album called Trippin and that wasn't like necessarily psychedelic. It had like some touch of that, but it was kind of more like anxiety per se. And then after that I had bipolar, which was kind of like an ode to like, um, in the recovery, um, period, like very heavy on in that. I had a lot of friends who were suffering with that. Mm. And, you know, when you're around people, you kind of, for a minute, um, doctors thought I was or whatever, but when you're young, it's easy to be like, Oh, things are really good. Oh, things are really bad and shit. Yeah. And, uh, but ADHD is more personal and it kind of tapped into like, um, I had a lot of people I grew up with that said, you know, like growing up with ADHD, they kind of felt like almost like, you know, slow because their head was just somewhere else. People would be like, dude, like, you know, what's going on with you and stuff like that, like focus, focus. And, it was kind of like how it felt like a weird kind of like disadvantage where I felt kind of like, I don't want to use the word like stupider, but I did kind of feel like, like I didn't fit in the stuff that was really prevalent to me and was speaking to me, like was not um, like, you know, um, it led to kind of hard times at times or challenging times. And I think like, I, I remember doctors saying like, you know, people with ADD have a chance horrible statistics on like drug use and uh, holding jobs and yeah. stuff like that. And so it's just kind of an ode to the people dealing with that, or even if they're not dealing with that, the people who had to kind of go through the doctors kind of pre-labeling them and stuff like that. And um, you know, the, the title track has kind of like breakups and stuff to do with ADHD and um, you know, dr again, uh, drug use and depression and, as kind of a uh, sidestep from having ADHD, like, uh, yeah. I, and, and I didn't tap too much into like meds on this album on like, but growing up, I was on, uh, <laughs> Adderall and I mean, you name it, I was on it for AD, for ADD. And, uh, I don't really knock the meds, um, because in high school, um, with math and stuff, um, they did help me kind of graduate school as a younger kid. And, uh, but, stunt your personality they kind of like you know make you kind of a zombie if you have ADD while as other people would take it get kind of hyper or whatever but yeah um it's just like th this whole album has like a lot of songs are kind of random and then but a big tie-in with it is kind of that how like living with ADD um it's not always just like looking around really fast and stuff like that it's more like you can't you feel kind of normal yeah and there's a little bit of 
little bit of euphoria that comes with ADHD, like craziness, like debauchery and crap like that. Just being like a kind of degenerate, like goofball type thing, a little element of that. Awesome. Um, and, and the album cover, you know, uh, kind of the background on that one. I think yeah, it was like your dad, like a tribute to your dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad passed in cancer in 2019 and, uh, really interesting like that album cover because it's like a day-to-day thing, you know, like sometimes I'm like, um, it hits me pretty hard. You know, it's kind of like, um, I mean, should I look at my dad and there's like characteristics that I'll like look in the mirror sometimes I'm like, damn, I kind of like look like my dad and blah, 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 blah. And, it'll open up like kind of, you know, like grieving a little bit, but it was just an ode, you know, like my dad, a standard, you know, just kind of average dad, um, you know, uh, kind of passionate, um, sometimes had hard times sometimes, you know, and like, so I just thought like, I wanted to kind of do an ode to him, like, and I always liked that one picture because it was kind of stoic. You know, he was an SF fireman. And back then, shit was kind of crazy. And they didn't have, like, quite as much fire technology and shit. And it was kind of more hands-on. Um, I think that picture kind of capsulates, like, a side that I want to kind of show my dad, like, kind of looking up at a fire. And uh, just kind of an interesting uh, picture for me. And uh just wanted to honestly pay respects to my dad and... uh for all the shit that he put up with, you know, <laughs> when he was around, like, and, uh, it makes me just feel like, honestly, a little bit better about the whole thing. Cause he got, uh, cancer out of nowhere. And, uh, it was, that was like, so, um, quick. He had pancreatic cancer and, uh, that's just like a really fast. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like, just, you got like three months or four months. So, um, I just want to do something in his honor and stuff. You know, I, I'm kind of a family oriented person and stuff. Like I, I'm kind of an artist where I'm introverted, but I really respect my family a lot. So I just kind of like that. And for the band, if they, you know, ask or something, maybe something somewhere down the lines, we'll do something like that too. Just kind of an ode to, uh, let them live on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an epic picture and I think it's, uh, thank you, man. Thank you. No, a tragic, tragic thing. That yeah. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Also like, it's amazing that you can immortalize somebody like that, you know? And, yeah. I felt blessed that I was able to like, uh, have some sort of weird platform that allowed me to do that, you know, like wearing print out a shirt or something, but if you're in a band, you can kind of, it was cool. Cause like, um, my dad as a fireman and stuff at times there were times where he was like, man, this music thing, this shit is crazy. You know, I don't know what you're, you know, you need to get like, you know, (laughs) you need to get a trade, but near the end, the band started getting on the radio more. And he had a friend who was a comedian who would host people, his best friend growing up. And, uh, they would, you know, host people like Dana Carvey, Jerry Seinfeld and Robin Williams, all all like the SF kind of come up people. And so, he was like, you know, uh, Nick, Nick, like his videos are really good. And, um, you know, he'll be all right, you know, and da, 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 da. So near the end, it kind of, uh, panned out, uh, better and stuff like that. And we had a lot of, we had a lot of really cool times and heart to hearts, like before he had passed. So that was really good. And, uh, I felt like I got more closure than 
would like, if they're down on like a heart attack or something or, or whatever, you know, some people I'm well aware. Some people don't even have a dad or shit yeah. like that. I think about that like every day, whenever I don't want to put in the work as a band or I think about that shit all the time. People with cancer, it comes to that. If you, I, I think, you know what I mean? If you really want to get some shit done, you have to find some deep rooted shit in the world to motivate you. Cause we're all geared to kind of be lazy and shit, you know? And, yeah. We all go through our moments for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The creative, creative process isn't easy. And yeah, know, no, it kind of brings me to like a question, like how, how you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier about how you just took you guys an extra long time to, to yeah. because of the pandemic and everything. So like, how was the creative process this time around compared to like some of your other stuff? Well, um, our band, like we have a management, but we're kind of indie and stuff like that. So we track all our own stuff. Um, we, uh, uh, we have a booking agent, but we also, you know, we find touch tours and we all do like a lot of hands-on shit, you know? And, um, but the creative process for recording, it's like a little bit better now. Like we just kind of record out of my guitarist, uh, out of his garage, which he converted very well. Um, into a studio and our, um, during that pandemic, my, um, my bassist, uh, was a studio manager, very sun studios, which it's a super iconic studio. Like they had like such a wide, ver- like variety of artists, like from like Primus to Wu-Tang Clan to Huey Lewis and sh- like such a revolution, like huge brushstroke of artists. So like, um, I feel like uh, we're at a good place now where the way we do songs most of the time, like, because like the whole root of the happies is kind of kind of therapeutic writing shit out. I kind of just like record a shitload of songs and then the out, the, the band will come in and like, you know, they like kind of, we have a system down kind of, they just format it. They know how it's going to go and they know what will make it cool. And they'll come in with some good ideas, but our bassist is a really good producer from, uh, he worked with like the killers and, um, the lady from heart, the band and during his time there. So he had to call when you're like, kind of put under the thumb really quick with these big artists, he had to learn like sink or swim really fast. So we have a good recording ethic now where we used to record mainly at the studio out in, uh, Emeryville, Oakland area. Um, and uh, we'll probably have um, that guy in Oakland and Emeryville Donut Time Audio at least uh, mix and master. But it's going to be more of like kind of like the Foo Fighters where they do it out of like a home and where we already rehearse and you kind of feel like, I, I guess, like more comfortable. Yeah. You're already in the spot you're at. Mm-hmm. You're not tripping about, oh, my God, we have like five hours and we and we had to record this many. There was a little bit of that on the album, but, um, not as bad as, uh, the second EP we did. So I think like moving forward, it'll, we'll be in a good spot. Um, fortunately. Okay. <laughs> so how would you say like you guys have evolved from, you know, your early days in music to like now, do you just notice like a huge difference in, in your, your sound? And Yeah. I think the morale of the band is more like from stage, presence to rehearsing and like people rehearsing before we're on stage and like um i had a thing with uh um 
on tour where I would get like laryngitis or vocal hoarseness. So like I cut down on, or I, I pretty much quit smoking and I use like steam things and stuff like that. And, um, just, I study music more. I think the band studies music more. Um, everybody, um, one cool thing is we played with, uh, um, Eric Wilson, a sublime, he has a side project and, um, through his camp, like we got a lot of like really, really powerful motivation through like these legends, you know, that like you need that shit when you're not, you're barely scraping by and you need a bigger artist to be like, fuck all the people who didn't believe in you. Like I believe in you guys, you guys are hella sick. I really like, it. like that shit does a lot for me. Um, and with his blessing, cause you know, Nirvana and sublime were like my favorites. So when, Someone like that is like, dude, it was really, really profound for us. I, I was like, I, I definitely got some motivation through the shit like that keeps me motivated to keep practicing. So we've just had a couple little like inspirational people come in our camp and believe in us more than in the past couple of years. So I think that added a, like a healthy boost of morale to take on what the music industry is, as you know, it's like yeah. insane. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes a lot to like, kind of like learn, learn the industry for sure. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Kind of get a little more professional as years ago. Yeah. So, um, also I just want to ask like, out of the whole, um, what track or tracks, which ones like are your favorites, which ones stand out to you the most? Um, listen for me, I think is a really big, uh, just like that word you use juxtaposition, like where it's like a really trippy kind of like, um, hippied out mixed with like, um, kind of early nineties alternative. It touches on grieving, like with my dad and then an ex-girlfriend and then really like just a good friend had died right after my dad. So, you know, I just always like shit that was hands-on and like kind of gave a lot of a person or, you know, like they're speaking on a lot. It's a, maybe it's like they're pushing themselves out, themselves out of their comfort zone. I think on that song, there's a little bit of that. Uh, ADHD is another good one. Breathe comfortable. And uh, one who's stupid are, are some of mine, but I honestly, like I have a lot of love for this album. Um, I've had other projects where I was like, not as like, kind of like, Oh, I could have done this and that, you know, a little bit of like perfectionism, but on this album, um, I really liked how they mastered it. And I gave, um, the guy, uh, like a list. He's like, give me like all the albums you want specific songs to like be mastered. So I really studied like really intricate songs. And since, you know, it's such a heavy time. Um, I think like that was the hard part. I was going through a lot of shit and grieving and kind of a mess listening to this heavy shit. And then, but when the project was done, that was kind of like the euphoric part where I was like, I really do like, I'm, you know, I'm really proud of the record. And, um, I haven't really had that a lot and I don't, you know, like, uh, life, I think in the future will have similarities with like little things, but you know, when you lose a parent, it's such like a crazy thing sometimes like you, um, so I think, um, this album seriously is a little bit more, I like it a little bit more in some ways than some of our earlier shit, um, which is not 
always how it goes. Like on our bipolar, there were some parts of it I was like not really chill. Could be a little bit better here and there. Layered more, I guess. Layered more. I'm into layers like beetle type shit, like multiple vocal layers, like thicken it up so it, it's really like in your head and shit, you know. But yeah, I guess ADHD is a good one. Breathe consciously, listen for me. And One Who's Stupid, which is actually like a really um, old song, the skeleton of it, like going back seriously, like Jesus, like over 10 years. And then, you know, like revisited it. I was like, you know, but uh, yeah, there's like four songs I really kind of keep listening to. And then I get tired of them and listen to the others. You know how that goes. I mean, that album sounded great, you know. Thank Um, you, man. I made a few styles for me. Like uh, only problem. Like I really liked only problem. Uh, I love. Yeah. I love the breakdowns. Like I love how everything. Like you know, I I, I just. That Thank you. Like really, really, really hits with me. So I really like that song. Um, I just don't know. That's another. Yeah. I really, really liked. It was like it just kind of like wavy, like a very wavy type of sound. You know, very. Yeah. And then. Uh, Thank you, man. And then it was uh, grapes. Uh, oh yeah yeah that's see that's the that's the fucking hard part though it like kind of goes back to that thing was where i was saying like how since we dropped those as singles i think that like how i speak i think i listen to them so much that it's kind of channeling does that make sense like i listened to them like if you asked me four months ago or something i probably literally would have said like the singles because that's why we put them out you know you put out singles like but uh, only problem, uh, one weird thing about writing, I, and this is something that I was kind of tripping on, is like only problem um, kind of, it's like, a, it's kind of a relationship thing or like maybe you're hanging out with somebody and they're always negative or they're always on drugs. But in another way, kind of like in hindsight, you kind of write shit and you don't know like what you're talking about. And I think that's kind of like on like bad mental health and like addiction kind of. It's like, that's the only problem. If I didn't have that, I'd be good. And sometimes that shit like comes up and you're like, oh shit, I think that's kind of more like what it meant to me, but I didn't really know what I was like writing about. It's kind of weird. Like I had like a realization with that where I'd be all good, except this only fuck, the only problem is this shit or. I mean, it it does resonate with me because man, like I said, I only got the, I've heard a few times that album already and. I was like, wait, are these the singles? And I was like, oh, these are the singles. I was like, oh, so they, they, I think you guys picked the right ones for singles because those. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and then obviously the other tracks, it's just more you listen, will come back on. Yeah. So what has the, um, the overall reception been to, to the album? It's been good. And, uh, and I'm lucky for that because like, we all know that shit is not yeah, guaranteed. You know, like, really not at all. Yeah, especially it's kind of the sophomore album. Like we had an EP, but it's the second album. And some people had like a sophomore curse, but I got like way more messages and shit than on the other ones, like about the album. And um, so, like I said, like I I don't necessarily consider when you put out art, main reasons why it can be or can't be received. So I felt like um, with lack of better words, it connected good. And, um, people like it a lot. So that, like I said, I, I don't, I don't know why, like I've, there's even been albums in the past from other people where I'm like, Oh, that's a sick album, but some people don't really tie in with it. 
and I don't know why I'm like, oh, that was a good album, but, uh, I guess just, you know, it worked out and we're able to, with this tour, be able to like, you know, when you tour, you play it in, yeah. you get really tight. You're spending so much time together and playing so much that, um, we have a really healthy way of being able to like, you know, solidify and get these songs around, um, the States as we go, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. And people said a lot of the things you did, uh, Grapes got a lot of good feedback. I was stoked to do that. Like, um, I was like, it was just very, uh, like a Bay Area song to me. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, very, yeah. 2000s Bay Area, like that, that, that brought me back for sure. Yeah. And I, I like, I love, uh, the whole thing where artists would have like a hip hop artist or like some, I, whatever it is, you know, whether it's like a weird ass, like saxophone playing or, yeah, or fuck spoken That's word, whatever. So that was cool linking up with E-Money on that. And he seen for a long time through the hip hop community with Team Backpack. That was this big platform they had for hip hop back in the day. And then uh, he was like on top of that and then uh, was on this MTV show. Are you the one? It was like a dating show and he won a million bucks and, or they, they all won as a group. They got to connect like the right things, but he was rapping on MTV. So that was like the first, music on MTV in like 20 years or some shit. (laughs) That's really cool. So uh, your tour just started, right? Um, I guess, how's it going? Um, Are you guys just going to kind of like mix up the set list as you go on? This is going to be most album and then you kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of things like a lot of street promo shit too. Just like putting up, um, I don't even know the word, just like album things are over each town we go to and stuff like that. And doing a lot of like grassroots promo. And then this thing, um, the band does a lot more of that. Like I kind of just like, I'm I like, I write the songs and stuff, but the band does a lot of like, like I said, like, I don't know shit about re- recording really well and things like that. Or like, they like to do the set list. I, I literally could be like, all right, breathe country next. All right, uh, tripping next. Like I, 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 I could free range it, but the band is very into writing the set list before, so they do that kind of before the show. We switch it up, and uh, yeah, and then um, it's just good because we have a tour manager, which is nice to kind of handle like the shit that we'd normally be doing, like running the merch and getting photos and all that type of crap. So that's been good. Our good friend Bill Brock. And, uh, yeah, it's been cool. And, um, I got my steam thing. I, I use a steam thing for my voice cause, um, we, we go ham on stage and, um, our guys a booking agent for a lot of reggae bands. And so it took a minute in the beginning, we were doing a little bit too long of sets for like our style, you know, and it was like taking a toll on my voice, but the doctor helped me and got me some crap to pull out cause I got, um, vocal like laryngitis for lack of better words, your vocal hoarseness is basically, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've had through go back home, see my girlfriend, see my dog as my dog. Dude. I, I love this pup. Oh, I bring her on tour sometimes, but it's just a little too hot playing Arizona and shit like that. I can't fucking, <laughs> bring. but I'm glad to just be home for a minute and rehab and, and then jump back into it, you know? Awesome. 
we uh, leave okay. I think, tomorrow morning again to Medford. Okay, that's cool. Awesome. So, like one of our last questions, uh, we always ask is, you know, over at Living Life Fearless, which is what we are. We always say that you have to be kind of fearless when you're a creative person because you're putting yourself out there, like to the masses for people to just kind of see a piece of you that you normally wouldn't show. Like, do yeah. You, like, would you do you agree with that? Do you agree with our sentiment? And and do you have any advice for like other up and coming artists? Yeah, I think just like anything. Uh, that's a great question. I think anything. Um, like I, I'm kind of an, and I think the more you do anything, the more you get used to it. So I'd tell people just don't be afraid to jump into something and, and just work your way up and get more comfortable with it just by doing it over and over until it's second nature. I think that's how I got good, better at music. And, and I think that, yeah, just basically, um, and, um, I like to kind of transcend when I'm, when I'm nervous, I like to transcend somewhere else, like a swimming hole in my head or like some peaceful spot or Hawaii or like, and, and I like to think about what I'm grateful for kind of touching base with what we were talking about, about how some people don't have dads or they, they were born with cancer and think about the shit that's really real in the world. Maybe write it down and be like, I do have things to be grateful for. And then that way you can kind of uh, start at a rather than like the shit that doesn't matter in your head as we all do. And I do time after time, but you know, that, that helps me is gratitude and transcending and practice. All right. Great Great question. Great answer. Um, Do we have any, like any other future plans, any goals for the band and the immediate future outside of the tour and the album, obviously. Um, I just think a lot of the bands that we'll be working with, um, maybe working a little bit with, uh, Spray Allen and, um, uh, that band with, uh, Eric Wilson, maybe kind of getting some hindsight from them and stuff like that. And, uh, Sensi Trails, another reggae band, maybe probably do some more shows with them and probably we'll finally be able to get over more to the East coast, I think in this year, which is a really big uh, hurdle for us and just, yeah, I'm just very grateful for everybody who's listening to us online on YouTube, Spotify, the people buying merch, the enthusiasts who, you know, have a lot of life going on. So take the time. Um, obviously, thank you to all them. That's kind of pretty much it. Just thank you to everybody helping us. It means a lot. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we're just going to keep playing throughout the world more and more music to come. Cool. Uh, everybody be on the lookout for that. We'll have all their socials and everything on the links down below and uh, definitely go stream that album up ADHD out now. And uh, you know, you can come out here to Phoenix. I'm at the pull up by you guys and bring you guys some shirts. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for, thanks for talking to us and you know, oh, best of luck with everything. We'll, we'll thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, man. <laughs>